Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to Run Your Money. Today on the show, we're talking about why investing isn't as risky as you think. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and personal finance consultant. Let's dive in. A couple months ago, I posted a story on TikTok about how it's usually not a smart move to quickly pay off a low interest mortgage if it means you're going to put off investing. And someone immediately wrote in one of the comments that I was wrong and that houses are a safe investment because at the end of the day, you own something when you buy real estate while the stock market is akin to gambling. And I'm going to post that TikTok video in the show notes if you care to take a look. Now, look, I understand people have emotions around investing. Maybe you do. Maybe you've lost a lot of money investing. Maybe you know someone who's lost a lot of money investing, or maybe you've just heard some hearsay about people who have lost money investing. There are ways to invest that is a bit like gambling, and I include day trading and buying individual stocks in that. But the way I invest in the stock market and the way that most responsible financial experts is, is one of the safest things you can do to grow your money, not to mention the most effective way to grow your money. This isn't my opinion. It's also not the opinion of other experts. It's just the numbers. And we're going to go over those numbers in just a second. Before we get there, let's make sure we're on the same page. Let's say I own a lemonade stand and my lemonade stand is doing quite well and I want to expand, but I need some money to do that. One way to do that is to do what's called going public, meaning I am going to open up my lemonade stand to outside investors so I can get a big flux of money coming in so I can purchase a second location to open up my lemonade stand. I've decided that my lemonade stand is worth $1,000, meaning if I was just going to sell the lemonade stand, that's about how much I think I could get. But because I want to open it up to investors instead, I'm going to break up my lemonade stand into what's called shares, little pieces of my business. And I'm going to break it up into 10 shares. And because I think that my lemonade stand is worth $1,000, that means each share will equal about $100. So I can bring in these investors, they each buy a share, and voila, I've got this lemonade stand, it's gone public, 
And now I can join other companies that have done the same thing. And we are all trying to sell our shares to each other or to the public in what is called a stock market. Let's say you decided to invest in my lemonade stand and you wanted to buy three shares. So you paid $300 hoping that you would make that money back and more because as my business would grow, you would get approximately 30% of those profits, right? That's how it works. Let's say I went out of business. I spent way too much money trying to expand. If you bought shares in my lemonade stand, you would be out whatever you invested. So yes, buying any given stock is quite risky because I can show you my business plan. I can show you why I'm not going to fail. And then lo and behold, I can still fail. When you buy one stock, you are making a bet that that company not only isn't going to fail, but is going to grow. And no one can really predict this as well as either they think they can or say they can. For example, there is a time when Sears felt like a staple of American life. It sold products that every American needs, including washing machines, dryers, refrigerators, you name it. And yet here we are. If you had invested in only Sears, you would be out a lot of money. Here's another way to look at it. If I were to ask you the top performing stocks from 2010 to 2020, what would you guess? And I'm being serious. Take a moment to guess what you think the best performing stocks of the 2010s were. I already know the answer now, but when I was originally asked this question, I immediately went to Facebook, Apple, and Amazon. And if you guessed those stocks too, you would be wrong, 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 as I was. The best performing stock of the 2010s is Netflix, which definitely makes sense. But number two was Domino's. Yes, Domino's Pizza. WTF. And the rest of the stocks in the top 10 are healthcare and financial companies that aren't household names. And unless you're deep in those industries, you would have never heard. Now, look, if you want to buy the stock of an individual company, then by all means, have fun. But I'm going to tell you what I tell people going to the casino. Have fun and don't gamble anything more than you can't afford to lose. So there are thousands of stocks in what we call the stock market, and there are various indexes that track the various aspects of it. Let me explain. One of the most common and one you may have heard of is called the S&P 500. The S&P 500 tracks the stocks of the 500 largest companies on the stock exchange in the U.S. Now, there are others you might have heard of, like the Dow Jones. The Dow Jones measures only 30 large cap stocks, and large cap basically means the big daddies like Apple, Procter & Gamble, etc. Back to the S&P 500. Since its inception in 1928, the S&P 500 has grown on average 9.28% per year. In 1957, the S&P 500 became largely what it is today, so if we're going based on that, the average annual return is 10.15%. Now, this doesn't mean that the stock market goes up every year. I'm looking at a chart that shows the gains or losses of the S&P 500 beginning in 1957 through the end of 2022. I will put that chart in the transcript to this episode in case you want to take a look. But basically what you'll see is that some years the returns are great over 40% and some years the losses are over 30%. Remember 2008 or 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic. 
If you add up the gains and losses between 1957 and the end of 2022, that averages out to be 10.15% year over year. While the exact numbers vary, if you look at other indexes, the conclusion still remains the same. When you buy a large collection of stocks, it generally goes up. Let's recap everything before we move on. So the stock market is a collection of stocks where you can go in and shop for stocks and buy any stock that you want if that company has chosen to go public, meaning that they would like outside investors so that they can have cash to expand their businesses. Buying into one company's stock and one company's stock alone is quite risky because you are betting on that one company to give you a good rate of return but that company could just stagnate, it could actually go down, or it could go bankrupt. There are different trackers that measure different parts of the stock market. One of the most common is the S&P 500, which tracks the stocks of the 500 largest companies in the U.S. There are others like the Dow Jones, NASDAQ, things like that. In general, the S&P 500 goes up. While the S&P 500 definitely has up years and down years overall, Companies in the S&P 500 as a whole has grown 10.15% year over year. As of May 2023, there are approximately 29.2 million forgotten 401k accounts. I don't know about you, but I get pissed off if I just lose a $20 bill. Imagine forgetting where you put thousands of dollars. This is your hard-earned money. Even if you know where all your 401ks are, but it feels overwhelming to call your old HRs, figure out the paperwork, figure out how to roll it over, it's worth it. Because the cost of not doing that is hundreds or thousands of dollars. Management fees for employer-sponsored 401ks are pricey. And it's worth the extra cost if you get a match or a tax break as you contribute. But once you've left that job, those perks are gone and you're only left with the 401k fees that eat away at your earnings. This is where Capitalize can help. They're the easiest way to roll over your old 401ks. You tell them where your old 401ks are, which brokerage firm you'd like them to go to, and they'll help you open your IRA if you still need to, and they do the rest. No paperwork for you. But that's not even the best part. The best part is it's 100% free for you. Capitalize gets paid by the institution you roll over your 401k to. To get started, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash capitalize. Okay, so let's move on. In the 1970s, a man named James Bogle popularized the idea of the index fund, which is a collection of stocks that seek to roughly match an index. Now, by the way, James Bogle founded Vanguard, which is the brokerage firm I do all my investing with, including my Roth, SEP, and 529. They are not a sponsor of this podcast. I wish they would be. I am just speaking right now as a very happy customer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so index funds, there's two important things that you need to know about them. One, it's like buying a basket of a bunch of different stocks. So again, going back to my lemonade example, instead of just buying shares in my lemonade stand, you decided to buy an index fund that tracks all the lemonade stands in America. So my lemonade stand shares were in this index fund as well as Mary Lou's and Betty Jane's and all the other people's lemonade stands were all in this index fund. So instead of buying any shares in an individual lemonade stand, which is quite risky because again, any of those lemonade stands can go belly up. You're buying an index fund that buys a small share at all of lemonade stands in America. That way, when my lemonade stand goes belly up, your investment doesn't go down too much, if at all, because it's mitigated by the success potentially of other people's lemonade stands. The other thing that you need to know about index funds is that their goal is to track whatever index they are following. So the goal of a lemonade index fund is to grow at a similar pace that the lemonade stand industry as a whole is. One of the most popular index funds is called the Vanguard 500 Fund, and it tracks the, you might have guessed it, the S&P 500 So what it means is that that is a collection of stocks that will try to match how the S&P 500, the top 500 companies in the U.S., are doing. And since the Vanguard 500 fund's inception in late 2000, the fund has a yield, aka return, of 7.55%. And the S&P 500, since late 2000, has had a return of 7.58%. So that's pretty dang close. And by the way, especially over the last year or so where stocks have been very up and down, a little more up recently, but a lot of down in 2022, people will yell at me in my DMs or on TikTok that their portfolios and retirement accounts are down and all this investing stuff they followed, like what the hell is going on? And here's the thing, my investments are down too. And that's because if you're buying index funds, the stock market has been down and so index funds will go down too. But listen to this. If you invested $10,000 in the S&P 500 at the beginning of 2000, you would have about $48,000 at the end of 2023, assuming you reinvested all the dividends. This is a return on your investment of 379.64% or 6.9% per year. And there is no other investment, I repeat, no other investment that has these kinds of returns. And this is where people will often start yelling at me about real estate and buying houses, the best investment, and it's just not true. And don't yell at me, I'm just the messenger because the numbers don't lie. Now, I'm not saying that real estate isn't a good investment, but it's not as good as the stock market, period. According to a New York Times article, Since 1983, home prices have risen about 500%, while the stock market has risen about 2,800%. Meaning if you bought a $100,000 home in 1983, it would be worth about $500,000 now. But if you put $100,000 in the stock market in 1983, 
you would have $2.8 million. I'll do an episode later about real estate because, well, it can be a good investment. It's not the financial slam dunk that the American dream or real estate agents want you to think it is. This is why James Bogle popularized the idea of the index fund, because there truly is nothing better out there. Even Warren Buffett, the investing billionaire, said this in 2016. When trillions of dollars are managed by Wall Streeters charging high fees, it will usually be the managers who reap outsized profits, not the clients. Both large and small investors should stick with low-cost index funds. So I hope I've been able to convince you that while there are certainly some risky things you can do in investing, investing in index funds is a relatively low risk thing you can do with your money. And in fact, is a pretty smart thing to do with your money to secure your financial future. I will just say this. Emotionally, owning stocks are harder because you see prices go up and down. You can log into your Roth or your 401k and it can go up, which can feel great. And it can go down, which can feel really, really scary. And I think this is why people think houses are a safer investment. No one's coming to your house every day, giving you the estimate of how much they think your house is worth. And also it doesn't really matter how much your house is worth if you don't plan on renting it out or selling it anytime soon. You also have to consider that there are more expenses when it comes to your house. So even if you bought a $100,000 house and it's worth $500,000 now, you have to think about taxes and maintenance costs and the upkeep, where with index funds, the quote unquote upkeep is going to be your expense ratio. And that's a small percentage that's far less than 1% of the assets you have in those funds. I'll talk more about that in Friday's episode, actually. So if you were to tell me you were going to go buy a few stocks, even 20 stocks after carefully researching the companies, I would still tell you the same thing. That's a little too risky for my blood. Have fun and don't gamble anything you can't afford to lose. But if you told me you're going to buy a balanced portfolio of low cost index funds that track various indexes like the S&P 500, I would be like, yes. And don't forget to set up auto transfers so your money keeps growing. Now, I just want to say one thing before I wrap up this episode. I'm not saying that investing in index funds or the S&P 500 is no risk. My point is that it's low risk. And in fact, I would say it's lower risk than other things that I think we think are safer, like investing in houses. And the investment can grow much larger than a lot of other things that people might be telling you on the internet. But again, remember, even keeping your money in all cash in a savings account will hardly keep up with inflation. And keeping cash literally under your mattress isn't that safe at all either because someone could steal it, your house can burn down, and that money will definitely be depreciating in value because it's not earning any interest against inflation. A well-balanced portfolio of index funds is one of the most effective and safest ways to grow your money. And if you want to learn how and how to build a portfolio for yourself, make sure you sign up for the waitlist for my investing class that I'm teaching next month. You can join the waitlist at veronicagrant.com forward slash investing. And when you join the waitlist, I will also send you an investing cheat sheet to help you get started right away. 
I will see you on Friday for the Q&A episode where I will answer if you should have someone else manage your investment portfolio for you. I'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening to the Run Your Money Show. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss a new episode. And hey, before you leave, can you do me a quick favor? Please leave a rating or review wherever you listen to this podcast. It takes just a few seconds for you and it helps me enormously to get the show out in front of more women just like you. Thank you so much. You can find show notes, transcripts, free resources, and info on how to work with me at veronicagrant.com. See you next episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.